everybody was expressing such an appreciation for school. And a lot of the kids didn't even realize how much they appreciated school, but they were so happy to be back in school and to be together. Welcome to the Vermont Conversation. I'm David Goodman. One year ago this month, the COVID-19 pandemic arrived in Vermont. Governor Scott ordered schools to end in-person instruction, and the seven schools of the Harwood Union Unified School District emptied out. All instruction moved online, and the classrooms in Waterbury, Duxbury, Moortown, Warren, Waitsfield, and Faston remained empty through last June. Graduation at Harwood Union High School was a creative drive through affair. Last August, Harwood students returned to their schools to begin a year of hybrid learning, with younger students spending up to four days in the classroom and high school students attending two days in person and three days online. I know these schools well. I have two children who are graduates of the Harwood schools, and I served on the school board of Harwood Union High School. These are schools that I'm used to seeing teeming with children. The sight of them empty last spring, as if suspended in an endless summer, was strange and unsettling. Today marks a milestone. The teachers of the Harwood School District are getting vaccinated at a clinic set up at the Cross at Brook Middle School. By the fall, the hope is that a full complement of students will return to the classrooms of the Harwood District. I invited several members of the Harwood community to reflect on this pandemic school year. Jonah Ibsen is an English teacher at Harwood Union High School, and Katie Sullivan is a fourth grade teacher at Warren Elementary School. Both of these teachers spoke on the Vermont Conversation a year ago to share their thoughts on what lay ahead, and they agreed to return. Gavin Thompson is a senior at Harwood Union High School, and he joins us for the first time to talk about the class of COVID-19. I began by asking high school teacher Jonah Ibsen to just describe what a typical school week is like right now. So we've definitely settled into a groove at this point in the year, and what it looks like is we see students in two-day chunks. So I'll see half of any of my classes on Monday and Tuesday, the other half on Thursday and Friday and Wednesday is a chance to meet with students online. They can book themselves to see their teachers. We can book students to meet with us and we have various other club and faculty meetings on Wednesdays. So that's where we're at. And when you're teaching, you know, your Monday, Tuesday group, what are the other students who are not in the building that day doing? They are diligently doing their asynchronous work at home. Explain Uh, what asynchronous work is. (laughs) Right. So we're not in the position that you may have heard other teachers around the country being in, in which they're teaching some students live and meeting with some students online at the same time. Um, We are either in person with our classes um, or not, and they are at home doing assignments that we've left for them digitally or, or given to them in person the last time we've met. So they're sort of um, somewhat out of touch with their teachers while they're not in school, which has certainly been a challenge for a number of students. So uh, you were part of a Vermont conversation a year ago uh, at this time. And this, you know, the, this week or the next couple of weeks really marks the moment when COVID changed all of our lives, certainly turned schools upside down. 
from your perspective, how has this been, you know, so you were talking about this model of two days on and off, kind of wondering how it was going to go. Although I think by last April, it might've been all days were, were remote. Um, what's the experience been like for you as a teacher uh, so far? And how do you feel it's been going? I think from the teacher perspective, it's been um, relatively smooth and, and s- successful. Uh, we have sort of that expert blind spot of being in the building in a somewhat normal schedule, seeing students four out of five days. So we don't know what it feels like to be at home, out of touch with your teachers and, and having to do assignments independently. It's definitely a, a somewhat of a disconnect between teachers and students in the middle and high school this year. Uh, but Harwood has done, a, I think, a nice job of simplifying students' schedules. So they're taking fewer classes at a time. So there's somewhat less interference and heightening the ability to just focus on a few things a bit more in depth. So I think that's been um, to students' benefit. But certainly that disconnect between days in the building has been odd. Mm. Well, that seems like a good uh, segue to Gavin Thompson as a high school student. Um, you're now a senior at Harwood. What has this experience been like for you this last year? Yeah, it's definitely been different. Um, it was we were remote um, every day of the week um, in the spring last year. Um, but as Jonah said, we're in the, the building two days a week. Um, it's definitely different for us. The teachers are in there four days a week and we're in like a groove schedule wise, but it's kind of hard to get into a groove content wise as we learn like two days worth of material with the teachers. And then we don't see them for another week. Um, But the asynchronous assignments are good um, to get us to keep us going with the content. Um, But it's, it's sort of choppy at points. How do you uh, feel like your learning has been, um, do you feel like you've fallen behind in, in certain subjects or do you, what's your sense of it? I think last spring we didn't cover as much as we should, as we, not as we could have, it was obviously like sprung right on us. Um, But so we might've fallen behind in the spring there, but I think Harwood and the teachers have done a great job this fall trying to keep everything going um, as well as they can. But I think this, yeah, obviously the spring was harder, but this fall um, it's, and, and through the winter, I've been good. So Gavin, I know you're, you have a lot of roles. You're currently the, the captain of the hockey team. So you see what's going on for a lot of your classmates. How do you reflect on this last year, both for yourself, but also what you see with your classmates? Yeah, I think it's been, it's, it's been, kind of eye-opening to see like there's so I there's a lot of support in the community as far as as like teachers are have been there for us throughout the whole year like emailing um throughout like the first lockdown if kids needed support there coaches are always there for us um so it's shown us that we always have people that I guess rely on um and friends and teammates and peers are always there for each other as well. Um, but it's been a weird time for everyone, but I think there's always been a lot of support, um, especially in our tight community. Do you feel like some of your classmates are struggling because of the isolation or other issues? 
Yeah. Um, a lot of parents have different rules um, for their kids. Some kids are allowed to see more friends than others. So there's some kids that are definitely struggling more with the isolation and have different, and there's different impacts there. But I think everyone is having a pretty tough time. Just it like as far as the senior class go, it's supposed to be the time where you're really connecting your cl- with your class and bonding for the last time before you leave high school. Um, but it's tough to do that with all the restrictions right now. Hmm. What do you miss the most? Um, that's a good question. I think with sports wise, I miss having fans at our games. Um, it's been good so far, like with the team firing everyone up, but I miss fans at sports games a lot. Um, and just having like the whole class and the whole school in the building at once, like seeing everyone's faces, um, you get to see like half of the class, like two days a week, but there's so many kids that I haven't seen since last March, which is crazy. So is the students you see on your two days in the building, the same students, it doesn't change. You yeah. Stay it's, with that plot. M, it's the last name M through Z every day. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I guess woe be to, you know, <laughs> the best friends who are on the wrong side of the alphabet. Yeah. Well, let me are turn we- to Katie Sullivan. Uh, you're a fourth grade teacher at Warren Elementary School, so it's a very different experience than the high school. What yeah. do you see going on? Well, first, what is this? Uh, t- talk a little bit about this year of COVID for you. Well, um, so we are, all the kids are in school four days a week, and then we have a remote day every Wednesday. Um, So in that respect, we're a lot luckier than the high school kids because um, the kids are with their classmates four days. And then um, on remote days, we see our whole class in a morning meeting, and then we have small groups where the kids can interact with each other. Um, And so I feel like um, one of the major ahas that we came away from at the beginning of this year was um, everybody was expressing such an appreciation for school. (laughs) And a lot of the kids didn't even realize how much they appreciated school, but they were so happy to be back in school and to be together. Um, And a lot of people said, it won't work. You can't wear, the kids can't wear masks all day, or um, they can't stay away from each other. You know, you have to have the distancing and you have to have the hand washing and they do it. They wear the masks, they wash their hands, they use hand sanitizer, they, respond really well to reminders about distancing. Um, you know, they do gravitate together, but um, it doesn't take much for, to remind them and say, oh yeah, um, that's the new reality. And so the kids are super resilient and, um, and they wanna be in school. So they wanna make it work. They're, they're not willing to let something mess that up for us. So um, we've had a really great experience this year. Are you surprised? by that? Um, I was a little surprised at how overwhelmingly grateful the kids were when we came back to school. I was grateful because that's the place where I want to be. But, um, you know, kids, 
there were kids who surprised me. A lot of kids in third and fourth grade, you know, they love school and they, they want to be in school, but there are often kids who, it's not their thing, but they, to a kid, expressed gratitude that we could be back. And um, so, you know, it's been, a, you know, we've made a lot of progress in figuring out the best way to do it. So we would try something and say, yeah, that's not such a great way. You know, changes to how we um, dismiss the kids at the end of the day, you know, those kinds of things. That's all part of the process that we're learning, but um, pretty much it's just a, a really positive place to be. What are you most concerned about for the young students who you see going forward? Well, you know, I've been hearing a lot about um, kind of like the question that you asked Gavin, um, are we worried about learning gaps or, um, um, you know, falling behind? And I think that I'm not so worried about that because I feel like, um, especially in small school communities like ours, we can really pay attention to the kids and make connections with them and figure out what they need and how to get it to them. And a big shout out to uh, our educators who are working harder than ever um, to help with that because that's the toughest population. The special but educators, you said. The special educators are doing an amazing job. Um, and I also just want to shout out to parents because the parents are, at least I can say, parents of the aged children that I teach, the parents are stepping up and they're making sure that it's all really um, going well, that, they're, that they understand what it is they, that they need to do and the parents help make it happen. So I'm not really worried about anything like that, you know, and then... The other thing that we're paying a lot of attention to is just their social and emotional well-being. Are, are they experiencing anxiety? Are they experiencing worry that could be based on what they're seeing in media or based on what their parents are expressing? You know, um, so we're really trying to also pay a lot of attention to that to make sure that the kids feel like they're safe and um, they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but Mostly it's um, business as usual. Hmm. Jonah, I wonder uh, as you, uh, do you look forward and uh, kind of wonder what the sort of PTSD uh, is going to be from this year of COVID um, for your students and for your, and for staff? Definitely. I, I worry about that more for the students. I, I've had lots of conversations with, high school kids about what next year might look and feel like. And I've heard numerous students say, I just can't imagine going to school five days a week again. You know, we, we settle into a groove and we adapt to it and sometimes find things that we didn't expect that are actually real beneficial. And it takes a great deal of stamina. I mean, we can all remember what it felt like, but if not, it takes a great deal of stamina to persevere through a school year. Um, and so I do worry about students' ability to return to uh, what was normal. I've had a, a number of students say to me, 
um, in speculating about how the year could change if, if students are brought back into the building more often. Well, I found um, a part-time job and I can't go back to school because I have to work. And just that interesting juggling or rejuggling of priorities, um, it, it'll be interesting. Now, teachers are about to be offered a vaccine. Tomorrow. Um, so, Jonah, tell me about that. Is that going to take place? Um, and of course, we're recording this on Tuesday. This will air on Wednesday. So you will probably have been vaccinated by the time this right. airs. Um, will that be in the school itself that that will be taking place? Uh, our district is doing our vaccinations across the brook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state has partnered with HUUSD and offered vaccines to to all teachers and staff that that want one. And I hope all that one and one were able to. Um, so we signed up on Monday morning. There were clusters of teachers helping each other with the online process, which was kind of heartwarming. And yeah, we're looking forward to it tomorrow. What difference, will that, what difference is that going to make to you? I haven't seen my family in a year, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just the peace of mind, I think, um, knowing that we're moving in a positive direction, making progress, uh, yeah, it's 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 a wonderful thing. Katie Sullivan has fear of getting COVID been weighing on you this year. Yes, um, it has, but but as the year went on, it felt more and more like uh, we were going to be okay. You know, I just I I sort of realized that at a certain point we've been together, we've been going into the school building together. Um, it, it eased up a little bit as the year went on. Um, I'll be getting my shot right as this is airing tomorrow at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I agree with Jonah, it's, it's gonna be a relief and a, some peace of mind once we have um, as many people as possible getting vaccinated. Do you know if most or if every staff member is going to get vaccinated or are there some who are unwilling? Um, I know not everyone in our building is getting vaccinated tomorrow for their first. We're doing the two um, shot um, type. But I haven't heard anybody that's not doing it because they're choosing not to be vaccinated. The, the reasons that other, that some of the people aren't, uh, are just logistics. Mm-hmm. Gavin, um, as a senior, a big part of your year has been <clears throat> applying to colleges, thinking about colleges. Um, what has that experience been like when I think most pol- colleges have not had in-person tours, um, how do you feel like you were prepared for that in this current environment? Yeah, I was, I was able to visit one school this year that was hosting tours during the summer. Um, just, we just happened to be nearby. Um, but it was hard. It was really hard to get a grasp of what each college was like because all you could do is virtual tours and virtual information sessions. Um, so when choosing to like apply early decision if it's like a binding decision so it's a really hard choice to make um so i kind of had to like decide based on the schools i've 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 already i already had like 
past knowledge of or people that had gone there that I had talked to. Um, so it's definitely a decision that had to be made without all the knowledge that I had, I wanted. But um, after it all being over, um, it's pretty relieving. And I think, I, I, at least in my situation, I, there's different counselors, but my counselor at Harwood was really supportive and helped me through the process. And my parents had gone through the process with my older brother, so they were also supportive. Can you t- um, share, Gavin, a little bit about just the experience of spending all day on Zoom, uh, the days that you have to do that? Um, and, and I don't know how much you have to do that in this in the Harwood model, but um, how do you continue to focus? How do you how do you do that? Right now, we just the only days where we have all day Zooms are Wednesdays. Um, because the teachers are teaching the other days um, when you're not in school. So Wednesdays are, it's a, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Just, I try to take a little break in between each Zoom call if I have time, um, maybe get outside for a little bit or get something to eat. Just get, just to refresh my mind a little bit um, because it's, it's a lot to be on a screen for like six or seven hours in a day. Mm. Um. That same question about kind of the long-term effect on you, Um, you know, it it looks like hopefully we're rounding the corner here that hopefully when you go to college in the fall, it'll be on campus. Um, But what do you kind of think might be the lasting effect of this good or bad? Yeah, I think a good positive effect is that when we're not able to see family members just because of distance, we can, I don't know, get a, like a big, like family reunion over zoom or something like that. We've been getting together with grandparents and playing hangman over zoom and simple stuff like that. Just connecting throughout the year, because usually we would, we just wait and then would see our relatives over Christmas break or stuff like that. So it'll give us an opportunity to continue to connect in that way. Um, a negative effect. Um, obviously, I, I think there's many that come out of this, but I think just, I don't know, I feel like I've kind of developed a reliance to technology and stuff like that, because I'm on it so much. But the inverse of that is that I'm gonna, I guess there's, I developed like an appreciation for that, I guess, being able to get outdoors and w- hang out with people and just the little things you generate an appreciation for. Uh, Jonah Ibsen, I wonder what things from this COVID year do you think have been, uh, you know, a positive part of the educational experience that will continue going forward that might not have happened had there not been this experience? Yeah. So one thing is we had to teach our classes in half the time not just number of days, but even time across the year. So for example, a year long class had to be condensed to a semester, a semester long class had to be condensed to a quarter uh, in order to allow students to take less classes at a time and go deeper into those classes they were in. So I think from my perspective, it's forced teachers to look really critically at, at both the content and skills that they teach and hone in on that, which is most essential and most important. And I think we'll carry that forward in 
kind of reevaluating our proficiency system and looking at the skills that we're teaching and um, bring that, you know, critical thought to, to bear going forward. I also think it, it has um, made the teacher student relationship. Um, it's shifted that relationship a bit. I think at least for me, I, I see us as uh, real allies in, in learning. And there are times in the past when you feel a little bit of an, an us and them um, vibe in the classroom, you know, when you're, when you're grading students and kind of giving them things to do. And it doesn't always feel as collaborative as uh, you envision or, or you hope. And this year, I think, has really shifted that. It, it's undeniable that, that we're on the same team trying to make the most of a difficult situation. And I think that will, that will carry over. Do you think that online learning uh, is here to stay in some fashion, that this will remain a part of what you do as a high school teacher? I imagine, I mean, getting to, to meet with a student over Zoom to talk about an essay or an assignment, uh, it's just so convenient and so much more real than exchanging emails. Um, we were able to bring a, a poet from uh, Massachusetts into our class um, to easily connect, uh, which wouldn't have happened in the past. So I, I do think it will continue. Hmm. Katie Sullivan, um, from where you were this time last year, um, what has surprised you the most about where you are now a year later? Well, um... <laughs> My ability to use technology has skyrocketed. Um, and so that's been a little bit surprising. And, um, and to, to sort of piggyback on Jonah's point, I think that, you know, we're realizing that uh, technology affords us a lot of different ways for kids to show their learning. And, um, you know, if they want to make a, video or a slideshow, interactive slideshow that the, it's opened up a lot more possibilities. So we, we have those skills now and we can use them. Um, but we also really just appreciate being outside the way Gavin said, you know, teaching outside is just as important. What's the thing when um, we're really past this uh, that you look forward to resuming the most? I really miss um, the kids working in um, collaborative hands-on groups, like, you know, the sort of STEM activities where they, they use um, the, the kits to create something um, to solve a problem. You know, we're really um, doing a lot of everybody facing you know, having their little space and facing the front of the room, I really look forward to um, being able to have much more um, small group conversations and collaborations in the classroom. Okay, well, I want to thank all of you for joining us this week on the Vermont Conversation. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Katie Sullivan is a fourth grade teacher at Warren Elementary School. Jonah Ibsen is a high school English teacher at Harwood Union High School. And Gavin Thompson is a senior at Harwood Union High School.